And welcome everybody to Nothing But Ramblings, episode number five. I'm recording this just a tad earlier than normal. It's only about an hour earlier, but probably be at the same time. We'll see how we go. But I'm Wilco. Welcome. If you somehow found this podcast, thank you very much for finding it. Thank you for getting to episode number five. A uh, lot to talk about this week, so I will get into just a quick refresh. This is um, my podcast where I talk to myself for half an hour about what's been happening in the last week. Uh, just a little bit of fun thing that I do, get some stuff off my mind, and just sort of goes along with a bit of the stuff I've been writing as well, so it's your chance to hear a bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff, what's in my head when I'm writing some of my stuff on the Locked On Lads website. So uh, here it is. So straight into it. I just got off the plane a matter of hours ago, so about 9 o'clock, so about 4 hours ago, I got back in to Maruchidor and... Yeah, sat back and I have non-stop done stuff ever since. I'm having a day off work, obviously, because of the travel. But um, yeah, Melbourne Esports Open was on the weekend and I went down there. So I went down there Friday night late, got back early Monday morning and went down there particularly for the Six Masters. Uh, so last year the Six Masters was at Paxos. Obviously outgrew the venue massively, so they had Nora Ringo, uh, Dark Sided, the then Atletico, now Auglis and um, and Fnatic actually, sorry, uh, qualified for that tournament and Fnatic took it out. Uh, just went all day, all night. It was the, the tournament that never ended and it was really, really good stuff. So I uh, was very excited to actually see it again this year. And then when they announced that it was going to be at the Eastport Open and it was going to be eight teams this time that was going to be competing, I went straight onto it and let's go. So... That was the main reason I went down, but obviously there was a few other reasons I ended up enjoying it more than I thought I would. So this one I was a little bit apprehensive about because it's the first event that I've been to in a very long time by myself. Uh, and not to cover it, but to cover it. So not on a media pass, just to walk around and see what there was and, and create content for the website out of that kind of stuff. So it was a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a one I was worried about going into, obviously. I think I talked about it the other week about not knowing many people are going to be there since then I, I knew a few people that were turning up um but yeah it ended up being a really good event so uh shout out to ubisoft australia for all those staff members who took the time to chat to me and put up with me and all that kind of stuff because they did have a ghost recon booth and a ubisoft uh, and a watchdogs legions booth there as well in the game zone over at jb hi-fi game zone so and obviously hanging around over at the C, uh six uh, masters area as well in the arena there so i was there for two full days of oh, 11 hours on the first day rocked up at 9 30 and then left at 8 30 that night it was such a long day and i was mostly in the arena all day there was a mitch bit in the middle where i i left i went and did a bit of the game zone stuff uh just to check it out and but yeah mostly four hours in the start for the first match i I'd watched a bit of the second match it was very one-sided and not really interesting, so I moved away from that, but then came back for the epic battle that was Fnatic v Oddity uh, right at the end, so that, yeah, just topped off the day perfectly. Like I said, spent most of the time in the arena, took a thousand photos, took put out a thousand tweets trying to, you know, keep up with it and let anyone know who wasn't there to keep up with it, but also as a bit of a recap of, in my own mind, of what actually happened so if i do write anything down the track i can go back through my twitter feed and go okay that happened that happened 
and just makes it easy for me. So sorry for the spam. Anyone who does follow my Wilco's Jewels on Twitter um, and you weren't a Rainbow Six fan, I went a bit overboard, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but it happened. So uh, the first match, I, I wrote an article about the first match, which was Acme versus Mind Freak and Acme Association. Brilliant young batch of kids that first time they'd ever met, uh, rocked up to the land, qualified for the Masters. Uh, barely just turned 18, um, two brothers in there, you know, from around Australia, there's a couple of Melbourne people, Perth people, yeah, that's that's it at the moment. Um, but they turned up, battled it out for oh, almost four hours uh, back and forth, won the first map brilliantly and then sort of went in their shell and came and, and lost the second map to Mind Freak, uh, let them sort of roam around where, that, where they weren't doing that before. They were sort of picking off one or two kills, getting that first advantage and then stopped doing that in the second map, which was Mind Freak's pick, so it's understandable, but... Bounced back in the third map brilliantly and, you know, really fought it to him and going back and forth each way and then all of a sudden just took the game by its scruff of the neck and went out to 6-3 lead, had three match points. And, yeah, then went back in their shell again and allowed Mindfreak to come back to win and it was so devastating watching them um, lose what was a match they should have won, especially against a team like that, a pro league side that's definitely one of the top four in the country at the moment and... But yeah, just the fact that they pushed them as far as they did was just amazing. But there is an article on the website. Go check it out. It's all about the Acme Association. So um, it's a, it's one of my more favourite articles that I've written. So a bit more of a personal side to it, which is what I'm trying to do a little bit more now. So thank you to everyone who read that. And thank you for all the feedback. It was just astounding how much really good positive feedback I got on the day about it. So it was a three-hour ride. Um really knocked me around for the next day get me out to midnight writing stuff where I wasn't going to but it was just felt like an important thing to, to put out there in the world just what I experienced between their families that were there cheering them on very loudly um, which was very fun to be part of and then also just the hearing the story about how the kids got to where they are and how much support they've had so definitely go read that if you can uh, it's worth worth the, the 10 minutes or 5 minutes it takes you to get through that one so um, other than that, obviously Oddity pushing Fnatic. I really thought Oddity were going to win there for a second and, and get through. It would have been great for them. Un- unfortunately, they didn't quite get the get the qualifying right for the Masters. End up fourth seed. Oh, sorry, fourth in the in their group, which meant they had to face the top seed of the other group or the top qualifier of the other group, which was Fnatic. So they met. In the quarters where we would have preferred to see them meet in the semis or potentially in the final, would have been an amazing final or a semi-final, but we got it on the first day. The last match of the first day was Fnatic Fiordity, and oh my god, it went on and on and on, and it was really good, and yeah, really pushed Fnatic and shown a bit of what for. Um, so then I thought, okay, two massive games on the first day. Yeah, we'll probably get one massive game on the second day, because we had August being meet versus Mind Freak, and Mind Freak didn't look that good. August did look really good on the Friday night, so it seemed like that was going to be a bit more one-sided. Um, we then had Fnatic v Fury, and like I said, Fury sort of didn't look that good, but still beat Sinister really easily. So, But Fnatic is that next level, so it just looked like it was just going to be a another one-sided, and we all get excited about the grand final of August v um, Fnatic, which we were all expecting from the start. So... Um, lo and behold, here we are watching Mind Freak 
not only push Orglis, but really give them a good scare and almost beating them. Um, just a completely different side to what we saw on the Saturday. Uh, just came out uh, blazing, especially Jack Daddy. Jack Daddy looked a completely different player to the first day. So, um, yeah, it was amazing. But to their credit, Orglis fought back, especially after losing the first map. And, and to win the next two, uh, really, really put in a great effort to deservedly get to the grand final. And then on the other side... Uh, once again, it went up, down, up, down, up, down each game we played because Fnatic just absolutely rolled uh, Fury, unfortunately. Poor poor Fury, but 7-0 first map. They were 6-0 match point on the second map, and to Fury's credit, they got up and they won a round. And the cheer from the crowd was amazing. It was the biggest cheer from the crowd all almost all weekend anyway, besides the grand final. But um, And then they won another one, so they ended up losing at 7-2, which was a... Um, a rather solid effort from those guys to to jump up and take it. They, they even forced Fnatic to have a technical timeout at 6-2 um, just to sort of get their mind back in the game and, and, and make sure they, they did go on. Uh, which led us to the grand final. Grand final was just blow by blow, just amazing. Fnatic looked a bit off the game at start or, or August looked a lot better than Fnatic in the first map, which was August's map really... Um, yeah, it really looked worrying signs there for Fnatic for a while there, but um, second map, to their credit, obviously started, actually started still not looking very good for Fnatic, but they really started getting their groove in and, and ended up taking that one uh, a little bit convincingly at the end. And then the third map, it was just epic moment after epic moment, massive um, you know plays from each and every player, some, some really good clutches and some almost clutches, some C4s. <laughs> it was just... Just highlight after highlight this this final map, and uh, to the point where Fnatic still wasn't in front at three uh, two. They finally equaled at three all in the first half, and then they got defence, and that's where they sort of left August behind uh, in defence. They're a far better defence, especially on Cafe. So um, they yeah they rolled away with it at the end there, unfortunately. But um, it might have been four three, and then they went to four all, but ended up they winning. Uh, winning a 7-4, I think, on the, in the decider. And the crowd went wild as they did. And, you know, Fnatic was crowned the champions again of the Six Masters. And it's one of those stories of it didn't matter about the destination because the destination was what everyone expected. And, you know, it, it was always going to be, yeah, probably Fnatic's going to win. They'll probably beat August in the final. But the journey to get there was just so much better and more and just different to exactly what I thought it would be. Like if you sat there and told me that Acme was going to push um, Mind Freak on that first day and almost, and probably could have, it should have beaten them. Um, you told me then Fnatic would almost get beaten by Oddity. I'd, I'd half believe you, but not to the, the the amount that they did. And then tell me that Mind Freak was going to then push August and should have probably even beaten them as well. Like that just, none of that was expected and it was, part of the beauty of the six masters so it was definitely definitely worth the trip down and just some great rainbow six and i'm definitely keen to get back into rainbow six we're definitely keen to get esl rap going again uh we're trying to work on that we're probably november we're, we're aiming to get that going so sometime around the uh apac finals in tokyo which will be a good time to to get it back on board but um pretty excited to, to do that again just Esports in Australia at the moment, yeah, it's good, but Rainbow Six in Australia is 
just phenomenal. Just the idea of the Melbourne Esports Open, all the big finals were one-sided, you know, 3-0, 2-0, sort of just all over before they started, but the Rainbow Six Masters, wow, it it was the only big final to deliver out of the Melbourne Esports Open, so um, just a sign of how close the whole country is at the moment as far as Rainbow Six goes, and yes, that level's not quite international level, but it's improving, it's improving a lot, and in the next two to three years, hopefully we see five, six, seven, or even a, a really strong eight pro league team that are then pushing multiple teams to get through to the world finals rather than just the same APAC one f- from Australia getting through every time. So it's really exciting times for for esports in Australia and particularly Rainbow Six. So it was really good to be down there and see all that in action. And just sitting in the crowd, like the one thing I really noticed was a lot of people just wandered in. They might have been there for Overwatch or... LOL or, or something else, Fortnite, anything like that, and they've just gone, oh, Rainbow Six, I've heard about that. And you could, because you could hear them in the, in the stadium and like talking behind me, going, oh, have you played this? Yeah, I played it for a bit back in the day. I hadn't really thought about it. This looks really good. I'm going, we'll have to go home and play it. And look, there's a free week going on at Rainbow Six at the moment. So they've timed it perfectly. Go home and start playing it right now. So um, it's a great adverse from the game and it showed. From the from the conversations you heard just sitting in the stadium in all different spots I sat, it's really showing well and it's really going to grow massively over the coming months, so or coming years. So looking forward to riding that wave and, you know, seeing exactly where it ends up. Outside of the six masters, I didn't watch any other esports. I just didn't have time. I spent ninety percent of my time in that Rainbow Six Arena in Margaret Arena so to then go watch another one just I just didn't have a chance but what I did get to do was play a few games so we'll start with my favorite and that is a biased favorite because I'm a racing fan big racing fan and I just put an article out about my hands-on with Grid and explained why I'm a racing fan and why I'm so excited about this game. Grid returning from Codemasters. Oh my god, the guys who brought us Toka Touring Car Series. V8 Supercars and obviously Grid itself. So Grid is a reboot of the franchise. And it's it was Race Driver Grid back in the day and it was built around. It wasn't just focusing on the one series. It was all the four-wheel um, type of racing that you could do all in one. And it was about career progression and, and all that kind of stuff. Where the other... Other ones, other Codemasters uh, games at the moment were very niche for the style. So they went broad. They did two really good games in the series, Grid 1 and Grid 2, and then sort of vanished for a while. But they're returning, and it's October 11th. It's so close. And they had the cockpit set up with the wheel, and I'm just sitting there watching these people struggle to race around it, but getting there. And I think that's the, the beauty of Grid is where it's very very moldable to your skill level so if you're really novice you've got the rewind button you've got the the assists you've got all the different things that can help you get around that track in a decent time you can then be playing against your friend who is hardcore like lives and breathes racing games and they know every single turn they're hitting breaking points and you can turn everything off and it's just your skill getting that car around the track and it still feels like it should so I jumped in, played it 
racked up a minute 30 around Brands Hatch in, I think it was a Porsche. I can't remember now because I had the Dodge Viper floating around there as well at some stage. And um, Brands Hatch is one of those games, every trade show you go to in your race, it's generally that because it's an easier track. Um, there's only a few corners and it's nice and short. But uh, the, the quickest on the day was a minute 23 for the weekend. So I jumped into the one minute 31 straight up and I was actually impressed myself considering I took a lot of corners really slowly. I then pushed it again and got a 1 minute 28 um, and that was with some mistakes in there. So, But just the game looks beautiful. The world looks looks amazing and it's definitely one of the, the better looking racing games around at the moment that, okay, there's going to be your Forza Horizon which is, I believe, the best game for anyone who wants to just drive a car just for fun uh then you you go up to the things like forza motorsport and things like that which are they're serious races but they're they're very arcadey serious races then you've got your stuff like your uh ice eye racing which is don't enter the building unless you want to hurt yourself and and really push yourself to being a better driver there's there's that whole spectrum in the racing series this sits a very good gap between them all where the damage is there the the proper racing is there the the cars feel amazing no matter whether like it just it was always a series that you could just get into and you could mold it to exactly what you want and from all i've seen so far they're nailing that again so especially with my hands on on it um so looking forward to picking up that at some stage next month and bringing that content to you along with all the other racing games that i'm playing at the moment um i then played gears of war 5 i just accidentally stood in the line doing some tweets and some guys gone yeah you're coming in i'm like okay no problems that was a good thing like pax is lines for days lines and lines for days but there's lots of stuff to line up for um the jb hi-fi game zone not a huge amount to line up for there's only a few booths there considering like this the scale of pax but no lines, because everyone's over in the esports arena watching the esports, so you just basically rock up and play whatever you wanted as soon as you wanted to, which was really good, but um, Gears War 5, got in there, we played the, so the, you plant the bomb and you escape mode, so really fun, once I got the hang of it, the controls are janky as hell, and the person who demoed the game to us basically just left us on our own, and for a game that requires that much knowledge of the controls for them just to go hands off and say yeah there you go um shoots this and and you know that's it they didn't explain to us how to run how to melee how to change weapons how to reload any of that to change weapons was the d-pad which i wasn't used to especially after playing the other games i played all day which was the y button or something like that um so that didn't make sense. It didn't come intuitively. Uh, melee was B, which sort of did come intuitively, but um, reload, because it's very... You're built with... You've got a pistol and a couple bullets. you got to get out, so you've got to pick up things on the way, and they weren't explaining that, so it took us the full demo. Like It was a, a large chunk of time to get through it. We did get through it, but it had that bad taste in my mouth from the first half once and, and even running from cover to cover and running around just felt weird and janky but overall it was actually fun because you you're trying to find your way out you battle your way out you're picking up weapons because your weapons like you it was very much 
you were limited in things. And it was just, oh, cool, here's this grenade, I'm going to use this. Very sparingly, because this is the only one I've picked up. I got a massive big melee weapon, and I used that on the big bosses when I needed to, because it didn't last forever. So it was this really, really cool mode, just very poorly demoed. So um, I want to see when it comes out on Game Pass fairly soon, give it a go, and we'll see if I still like it. But at this stage, yeah, it looks pretty interesting. So we're waiting for the reviews to come out. From what I hear from a few people, they are finding it fairly fun so far, so... Then I sat in line purely to meet my mate Pez because he's he's so busy at the moment with 2K stuff. And um, so I stood in line at Borderlands 3 to, to get a chat with him. And just as I was about to go in, I'm like, oh, he's better be inside. And here he is, walks out from downstairs. So we had a bit of a man hug and we, we talked it out and we got to sit on the lounge. And I played some Borderlands 3 while he rested and we just chatted about life, um, which... It's something I miss in gaming, just being able to sit there and talk to someone while while you're doing it. So that's why Discord and online communities are so good, but I digress. Um, Borderlands 3, it's actually really fun. I never played Borderlands 1 or 2. Borderlands 2 I played, okay, half hour, 45 minutes, and I just had too many other things on, so I didn't do go any further in it because it just it seems like a massive game. So it's not really what I wanted to do, but Borderlands 3 looks pretty. Um, it's got so many different options for weapons and modding and abilities and oh, all this kind of stuff. So I had to use this cool little ability where I was an observer, I think Pez said it was, and he said, that's the one you want to do. So I can put a hologram of my character there, which shoots and does all that kind of stuff, and then I can run around the other side and shoot, and then if I started getting overwhelmed, I could press the, uh, I think it was a bumper button, and I would become the hologram and the hologram then then the hologram would turn to where I was so you could flank really easily by yourself and you felt like a two man team um that was pretty cool actually I really enjoyed that in the in the final boss fight where um I would get the boss aggroed on me I'd have the hologram on the other side so then I'd switch to the hologram and then it would be aggroed on the hologram and I'd just be shooting it in the back and then I'd just switch back and forth back and forth until you know the hologram died out so yeah, it was good fun. Um, like I said, beautiful world. It'd be interesting to see the story of it. And this was about an hour in, so it'll it'll be interesting to see that um, the loot progression and the power progression as you go through the game when it finally comes out. In like under two weeks, this is ridiculous. Borderlands Three is like almost here, and so <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. So I think Ubisoft weekend, uh, you've probably experienced weekend that launches. So yeah. Fun times ahead. Um, but yeah, definitely, if you're a Borderlands fan, you're going to get it. If you're a little shooter fan, probably looks like something you might like. But um, one last one I'll talk on. I didn't get hands-on with it, but I got to see... So, the Watch Dogs Legion demo that they showed on stage, they had that behind closed doors, and it was a fresh demo, so it was actually someone from Ubisoft playing it as they talked about it like they did on stage. So... Pretty much what you saw, but very different, obviously, because this was a different playthrough. So they grabbed different characters and they recruited them in different ways. They still had the main story beats, so I knew where it was heading. But it was still very, very different playthrough. And I, I reckon the best part of this game is going to be me streaming and reading out people's bios because someone's had a bit of fun writing these people's bios. So um, that was definitely... It intrigues me more than it did before. The gameplay loop looks fun. The idea 
that anyone in the game you can recruit and mix that with permadeath just it has it ticks all these boxes of i think this is going to be really good i think we should be looking at this a little bit more closely so yeah Watch Dogs 3 the the rewatch of the e3 demo in a different through a different lens was definitely one uh definitely impressed me and definitely one to keep an eye out for and i'll have more stuff on that in the future uh, the other game I did play was Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I will talk about that on the Tom Clancy podcast because it's a Tom Clancy game, but I definitely did play it twice. It was fun. Um, the the big thing, I guess, is I went to the event. Every event I've gone to in the past, I do use my phone as camera, video, uh, communication, all that kind of stuff, which is it's, it's not ideal, but it works. And it just makes things easier rather than lugging around a massive big digital camera and stuff like that or video camera or whatever you got to do. So to have it all in one little spot is really good. This year I got to take the Galaxy Note 10 Plus with me, which I've talked about before and I said that I'm, I was loving it. But the problem's always been battery life. I did not have that problem with the Galaxy 10 at the end of the day. I got home after, what, the 11-hour day down there, and it was actually more than that because I went and had lunch, uh, breakfast with someone before, and so probably after 12 and a half hours of using it for hard content, like I was video, uh, taking videos, I was taking photos, I was playing stuff, I was messaging people, pretty much the screen was on all day, and I was always doing something. Then I was at 20% of battery life left still. I'm just like, wow, these are the days. The second day, it didn't even get below 40. Um, I didn't go as hard that day, so just loving it and being able to create content on the run like the photos i was getting were really good and i was playing around with a few of the filters as you might have seen um if you if you follow the photos as they go on um there's some really cool effects in there you can do and and the video i made a pretty cool little slow-mo video of the statue with the smoke going through it all just yeah it looked really good i thought i was able to write stuff um, obviously that, working with my Samsung Galaxy Watch, I was able to put it away and not worry about it and then get the notification that I had a thing, even in, especially, sorry, in the booths where don't bring your phone in, don't take photos, we're super serious about this, it allowed me to stay in contact with people while being in those areas, which is really good, so I'm still loving this Galaxy Note 10 and if you ever get a chance to get one. Um, actually, funny story, Matthew Andrews, the uh, host of Rainbow Six Masters, who they flew out from the UK, he's, any time there's a Rainbow Six uh, event anywhere in the world, he's the host of it, generally. So we were. I took the photo of me and him together, and he's going, oh, is that the Galaxy Note 10? And I said, yep. He goes, oh, they look so good, don't they? Are they Are they really up to what they, what they say they are? Because I really want one. I've got the 9, and I really want the 10 the note he pretty much mimicked my thoughts he said i've never had a note but this is the one that really jumps out at me this is the one i want to come across because it doesn't look any bigger and we compared stuff and showed him around talked to him about it and yeah he's pretty much gonna go back and get one now but um yeah it's just so impressive such an impressive phone and looks smart looks brilliant now i've got so much nice thing to say but i'll hopefully have a review out at some stage in the very near future but there's so much to write about at the moment, as you heard. <laughs> so much going on. Uh, and obviously, we've got Ubisoft experience. So I've still got to write an article on that, previewing that as well. So, oh, so much, so much, so much stuff. Anyway, um, 
finally, I guess, um, big events that you go to, especially from the content creator side. Oh, jeez. Um, like I said, I was a bit nerv- nervous going into this one. Didn't know many people, but um, obviously Cappy and then Abrupt Dragon. They uh, Through Abrupt Dragon, they won the prize to come down. So I knew them. I knew Cappy. We- we'd spent a fair bit of time online together and also at Twitch Prism Meetup, which is really cool. Um, I knew Dead Frost Man was coming down. Um, that was about it. So, you know, met up with Dead Frost Man, which was great. Spent some time with him watching stuff, but then... Just let myself interact with other people. So all of a sudden, the Acme parents, I, I, or the, the mothers and grandmothers, I, I sat with them for ages, and you know, now obviously written the article and become good friends with them. Um, I then ran into people like Miggy that was a photographer on the stage, and everyone knows him because he's the esports photographer. But I went up to him and said hello, and he's hey, we hadn't seen each other for like two and a half years or two years or something ridiculous, and yeah, just got straight back into it, and then. Obviously, Pez, that was the big moment. I hadn't seen him for, I reckon, two years because he missed last packs. And yeah, so I haven't seen him basically since he left U Game Bro, which is so long. So since he went to 2K and, you know, he had time, he pulled me aside and sat down and we just had a chat for about oh, 20, 30 minutes, which was just really good stuff. And 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 even um, Shane from Ubisoft had a. He, Pulled up stumps next to me at the in the grand final. We watched pretty much most of the last map together and just sitting there chatting about content and the event itself and what they had planned and all this kind of stuff. So, and like even that, the Ubisoft people, any of the people that I ran into, sort of you know, oh, how do you know this and who do you know and and who have you met this person and just started introducing me around and it was. Just one of those really cool experiences. I, I ran into Eric, the cosplayer, the last cosplayer. Um, not only did he men- recognise me straight up, he came over and had a good chat to us and we, we planned some future content together. Um, just stuff like that. Like It was just blown away by how... I know it's... I've always thought... It's, it's the essence of these events and why you go to them because everyone's there for the same reason and you only get to see these people so, like, so few amounts of time a year unless you're living in Melbourne or Sydney or somewhere like that. But... For, for it just to be natural to, hey, oh, I recognise you from like a year and a half ago. Let's have a chat about where what's going on. And Callan that I met um, with the Game Train podcast, he actually came down and spent some time at the show with me because he had a, a media pass and he just wanted to spend some time, had to catch up. So shout out to all those people who made me feel welcome in a place where I didn't really think I was going to have much fun, so... It was, yeah, really, really good. And I recommend, like I said in the past, if you want to go to anywhere to have fun, go to one of these gaming events. Don't be shy. Don't be anxious, which I know a lot of us are. Don't be worried or concerned about what other people are going to think because generally they're probably thinking the same things. They're probably concerned about the same things. Will this person remember me? Am I annoying them? Will they... Oh, will they think I'm an idiot? What What's going on? All that kind of stuff just doesn't matter at a gaming event for whatever reason. Just go there, have fun, and and just relax and enjoy yourself. That's the biggest advice I can have. And do it. Just do it. That's the biggest advice I can give to you, honestly. Just don't think about it. Just go do it. Um. So, yeah. Actually, honestly, it's changed my life. Doing it the first time, going down to PAX the first time, spending time with Cal and... 
helmet and all those kind of guys and then planning what we wanted to do with the future after hearing all these people talk about it like the first one I went to, I watched a panel of Wild with Wild down on stage. Oh, a big YouTuber, old guy. Oh, he's a funny, funny man. But he's down there and he's telling us about all these things about doing your content for love and you know, you know, being professional about all these kinds of all these things. We're taking, we're on, we're sitting back in the crowd going, "Oh, this is amazing! This is great stuff." Two years later, I'm sitting there at a go-to game function but what I was invited to through Ultra Super Mega, and he's Wild at the table and we're just sitting there having a chat. I'm just like, it's bizarre in two years because I decided to just go do it. And then I decided, well, from his advice, from all these other people's advice that I'm hearing in these in these lectures or these panels, they just say, do it, just go do it. So then I did it. I reached out to people like Perko and we started doing it. And now I'm going to events and I'm recognizing people and people are recognizing me. Changed my life. Honestly, changed my life. So can't recommend it enough and yeah i'm trying to close this out but i've got more to say so yeah just super bummed about not being at pax this year and especially after this because so many people are like yeah yeah I'll catch up with your packs and i'm like um about that yeah it's not this year I'm like even on twitter like it's starting to leak out to a few people that are, were expecting me to be there a few devs and stuff like that oh, it's just yeah it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking but anyway that's enough so Thank you, anyone who listened to this one. Thank you, whoever got to the end of it. You're a champion. If you want to send us a topic or a question, hit me up on Wilco Chillzone on Twitter. Hit me up on the Locked On Lads Twitter, which is Locked On Lads, of course, and hit us up at the email. Contact us at lockedonlads.com. They are the easiest way to get us. If you can, give us a click on our website. Give us two clicks on the website, www.lockedonlads.com. Uh, there's some great blog posts going up we're starting to get cal into the blog posting as well so there should be even more content coming up uh go follow the twitch which is locked on lads uh on twitch so yeah uh go give us a follow on there uh go check out the guys we, we're slowly building the content up to we're up to about four or five days a week now but we will hit seven and we will hit multiple times a day at seven so once we get it all sorted uh, especially we're sort of waiting for butters to get back from america which he goes next month so hopefully by november december we should have it all rolling if you're a madman and you want to help us out because this is costing a fortune to do uh patreon.com slash locked on lads just a dollar helps out um i'm about to post our first patreon exclusive episode up there as well at the moment which is locked on lads unplugged it will come to everything else next week or at the end of this week but uh locked on lads unplugged episode one will be up on the patreon page very very soon as in in a couple hours hopefully if all goes well so thank you all for listening i'll be back next week on the agenda i don't know we'll see what today brings I i want to talk more about my cockpit and steering wheel because i'll get some time to play it this week so expect a bit on that, expect a bit on iRacing, um, expect a bit on, probably back on Forza again. But um, yeah, no stream from me this Friday, I'm out all weekend, so yeah, we will see what I get to talk about next week, but who knows what it'll be. But have fun guys, and we will catch you next time, bye bye.